So for me, but I, but I look at myself, I'm like, yeah, most of us were never taught how to yeah. fight. Correct. So right now you're an adult and you're having to deal with adult size issues. Yes. But your capacity for fighting is of a three-year-old. Wow. Hand, hands raised. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Sure, sure. Right. So that's the thing I'm realizing. That's the problem that we deal with. They teach us other things, but they don't teach us some of the most valuable skills. Mm. And that skill is how do we handle conflict. So, um, yeah, this week I think we're picking it up from where we left off last week. And the, the question is, well, let's just say last week we went through the importance of conflict and how it benefits the relationship. Mm-hmm. How it can benefit. Right. Yeah. Because it is one of those things that can absolutely hurt the yeah. relationship. Or we're just talking about how we can use it to mm-hmm. benefit relationship. Yeah. I think the point we're trying to make is that it's not something that we should shy away from. Mm-hmm. It's something that we should charge into if we give it the space mm-hmm. to actually build us and build the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, the image that just came to my mind fire the image of fire right so mm-hmm. you think conflict fire so fire has a potential to completely destroy True, right do you know how they'll burn a fire but it's a control fire mm-hmm. to help actually even sometimes they'll the, the, yeah do you know like to almost like to 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 help at clean or clear right um you know certain maybe vegetation in the forest that could later on if not sort of like pruned off with the fire could lead to maybe a bigger uncontrollable fire. So as you're saying there, I'm like, hmm, so conflict is almost like a fire that could completely go out of control and just burn up the whole forest yeah. or it can be one of those control fires. So good. That, yeah, it still burns, but it's a control fire that's actually yeah. being used for good, yeah. for cleaning and clearing vegetation. Right. Yeah. Jeez. Now, I mean, like, honestly, there's so many different... I heard that, I'm like, yo, engine controlled explosions and yeah. airplanes and just how something that is destructive and perceived as perceived destructive as, from yeah. an immature untrained eye mm-hmm. you know you put that in the hands of an engineer mm-hmm. or you an put expert. that in the hands yep. of somebody that knows how to work it exactly it becomes something to create exactly amazingness yeah. right yeah. right that's cool yeah that's wow. good conflict is good <laughs> can be good so there's like no taking away from that lesson. And and it felt as if we left off our last episode with like, okay, well, how do we do it, right? How do we get a little bit more granular and get into the details of what it could look like mm-hmm. to make it uh, create amazing yeah. stuff? So what does the control fire yeah. environment look like yeah, yeah, yeah right so i think i actually like the energy of fire because the fire is something that should be handled with caution right mm. because it's a powerful thing oh, yeah. but it can be very dangerous yeah so that's like entering into conflict uh-huh. right and yeah i think and one you're right so the perception is always a conflict is a bad thing it's a thing to avoid and that's my own natural perception also of a fire that is a bad thing it's a thing to avoid sure. but now stepping back is like yeah yeah it's dangerous Right. Yeah. So absolutely, we should confront it with a sense of humility, right, and caution. Mm-hmm. But understanding that if it's a controlled thing, yes, we can use it That's to good. benefit ourselves really by good. raising the things that, 
later on, the vegetation, if you just let it grow, later on could actually sort of like form the basis of disaster and um, and hurt and et cetera. Uh, but how to use the small convey, you know, like the small fires, mm-hmm. how when they use fire to sort of like clean up, they use small fires. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm thinking of conflicts as in the small conflicts. Mm-hmm. So like how do we use the small conflicts that happen mm-hmm. to, you know, clear up the areas inside of our hearts and inside yeah. of our relationships yeah. that yeah. if we yeah. leave to overgrow, right? Oh, right? So it's like if you avoid yeah. the small fires, unfortunately one day there's a match that's thrown sure. and the vegetation has not been cleaned, then boof, forest. And I love that. Can I just say that? Because it's, and when you think of relationships, really, when you think of marriages, um, dating, what breaks up these relationships aren't necessarily, and I say for majority of people, it aren't necessarily the big issues that have exploded. The thing that, that ticks people into a place of apathy and a place of giving up is like a small it's like the straw that breaks the camel back. It's mm-hmm. a small little thing that I've noticed is the extra inconvenience. It's that person just lost their job. They just didn't say the right thing at that time. And boom, everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's so good. And, and it's interesting because you let those things build up and you don't clear it out enough mm-hmm. with these opportunities mm-hmm. of conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. These yeah. things. And then eventually something becomes a trigger. Right. Um, because we did not allow ourselves to confront mm-hmm. uh, ourselves, right, right, and our relationship when conflict presented the opportunity. Mm, that's mm. good. Wow, conflict take is note, good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so go back and listen to that episode <laughs> yeah. for more of this. But like, let's do it. Let's actually talk about how do we hone the fire. How mm-hmm. how do you process it so that you can maximize that moment mm-hmm. and, and grow from it? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm taking the lead on this today. Okay. And yeah. so um, this is a structure of how I'd like us to talk about it. There's mm-hmm. there's three parts to a conflict. There is the the beginning, the antecedent, the, the thing that triggers it and starts it, right? So there's the beginning phase of a conflict. Then there's the process of being in a conflict right okay. and, and kind of going through that um and there's a set of things there that i want to talk about mm-hmm. um and then at the very end of the conflict the resolution how you handle that as well can potentially really add to you and add to the relationship or just kind of make the entire process meaningless right okay. if it's not handled well at the end um so so i'd like to i'd like us to speak to each piece and I'm going to go like really quick and give you guys the next step of the depth of, of what we're talking about here. I'm talking about these three phases, the before, the during, the after. Uh, and, I, and I want you to kind of realize now when we're talking about each phase, there's actually things that you're going to focus on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning stage, when things are really just starting, I want you to pay attention to the fact that we're going to talk about you focusing on yourself. Mm-hmm. We're going to be focusing on, we're going to fo- focus on your responses, your triggers, like what's happening in your own heart, heart. your mm-hmm. intention of growth in, in the beginning stages of this. Mm-hmm. In the middle stage, when you're in the process it, the things that I'll be focusing on is, is specifically your system and perspective of how relationships work. Okay. Right? Um, and, and I'll explain more about that because mm-hmm. a lot of us, 
the only context of conflict that we have before marriage is our parents and our siblings. Mm -hmm. And so you have this system of the way that people should behave. Yeah. And you bring that into the conflict. And then the very end of the conflict, the third phase that I was talking about, what I'm going to be paying attention to is the relationship, the actual relationship that you're involved in, mm -hmm. the actual person that you're speaking to and how you're building towards wholeness and health and maturity inside of that that right. process sounds interesting right. yep So, ready to get into so, it? So, yeah, I like to right. hear the meat of Very good. Very good. So, <laughs> so <clears throat> let's set it up, all right? You you, you get home, mm -hmm. all right? And then that thing that you know you were in the car the whole time, the entire day, like just hoping that this thing wouldn't set you off, that thing wouldn't present itself. And as soon as you walk into the house, that thing is there. And it Oops, could be... didn't pick up his clothes. The clothes on the floor. <laughs> it could be the, the spouse day. that's like consumed <laughs> with their electronics and consumed on, uh, on their phone. It could be um, the complaining and, and the bad attitude for no reason. Mm -hmm. It could be all these different things. But the issue is that it's facing you. Mm -hmm. And now you're about to engage this conflict. Mm -hmm. Right? So so the be the beginning stage... Of this conflict, and I think one of the one of the first things that I think all of us should focus on is this issue of what's really what's really the problem here. Mm -hmm. What what am I really frustrated about? Okay, you know, like what's the core of it? Because, like I mentioned last week, anger is a secondary emotion. Yeah. Oh, that's actually a powerful statement right there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ooh, so you being that's... angry about that is only secondary. There's something mm. before that. That needs to be addressed. So irritation. So I mean, we we saying anger, but I think quite frankly, um, especially if we were to say, like, if I put myself into the moments that, you know, make me feel agitated and that become sort of like the entrance point into conflict. That statement for me says that those emotions that I'm feeling at that time, those are really secondary. Mm -hmm. Right. They're just like a symptom. Yeah. Right, yeah. because the symptom is not really the primary thing. The symptom is exactly that. True. You know, you have a cough or a symptom, it's just really a symptom. But the question is always, well, but what is wrong in your body? Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, you you feeling itchy. What is really is a symptom? Maybe you're having an, an an allergy reaction. Like what? That's just like a symptom. Yeah. So for me, then that's the thing. I'm like, okay, so conflict. Uh, somebody does something, gets you upset, gets very annoyed, makes you feel um, maybe un unvalued, you know, um, whatever the emotion. It's like, wait, that is secondary, right? Mm -hmm. So then for me, I'm like, okay, so now to really progress and go down the road of this Come fire, on. we're right. going to use it. Yeah. And it's gonna, we, I'm going to let it become this control fire that I'm going to use mm -hmm. to clear up certain things. Mm -hmm right, inside of myself and my relationship, then if I identify that the emotions are secondary, then the conversation needs to go deeper. Right. Correct. Correct. Say, why am I really feeling mm -hmm. this way? Yeah. So, so we're starting with the self again. Right. We're starting the self. We're yeah. starting right at ground zero. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that I appreciate about, like, um, uh, seeing couples that have been married for 50 years, you know, for 55 years, 40 years, is the fact that 
they've walked through this enough that they're able to say and see, okay, she's frustrated. I know exactly the nuanced meaning of that frustration. What you see on the outside is that the dishes weren't washed. But what what's really going on is that my wife needs time with mm-hmm. me, you know, or or I need to love her a certain way, or I need to actually do something and for myself, you know, to, to help. It's just, it's the thing that you see in people that are mature mm-hmm. and, and wise and, and with years mm-hmm. is that they're able to read each other so quickly, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, no, the issue now is for you to kind of sit back and think about, well, what's my real problem here? Mm-hmm. And I think this is a really good jo- time to... Um, Sit down and journal with yourself. Mm-hmm. Sit down and review your day. Review your week, right? What's what's mm-hmm. happened in the last 24 hours? Um, and, and I think what I'm after is both the, the specifics, like maybe you didn't get enough sleep and you're cranky, mm-hmm. and that's the real issue. It's not the person, but mm-hmm. you're frustrated because you're tired. Yeah. Maybe it's a conversation you had at work. It's not really your spouse. But it's but maybe fun. something else. So you realize that when you're able to sit down and journal and recount, um, there are like specific events that could lead to that. There's also the big, the bigger issues that that aren't as specific. Like yeah. maybe I'm afraid of being taken advantage exactly. of. Exactly. I was gonna say that was my first thought. That is yeah. true. Um, you know, because c- personally, yes, sometimes when I find myself feeling, you know, a certain kind of way, you know, sometimes I look back and I'm like, man. You know, it's been a couple of days of just back to back, you know, just life like, you know, beating you up and you just feel so emotionally exhausted that sometimes it's the person that is closest to you that you sort of like take out your frustration on. Mm-hmm. I.e. they do something small that maybe if you're like in a better space wouldn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But because you're feeling emotionally vulnerable, they do something small and it sets you off. Yeah. But you look back like, huh, you know, actually it's not really you. It's just that I've been feeling this way. So that's like sometimes like the short term, sometimes the easy thing yes. that you can point out. But I was going to say, though, that they start these, these are longer term, deeper yes, of issues course. Of course. that can take time for you yeah. to figure. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes it takes a while because sometimes you've lived in that place for so long that the thing that if when it first happened, so let's say trauma, when it first happened, because it's the first time it happens, you're able to identify it to say that thing really bend me out of shape but maybe that thing becomes a repeated thing and somehow it becomes a norm but it doesn't mean that it's less impactful nonetheless Mm -hmm. nonetheless you know either way like even though it happened repeatedly you know it still bends your spirit your person out of shape yes but because it becomes the status quo right i was just talking we're talking my sister and i were talking that sometimes you can live in a certain environment and it can become normal for you Right. But it only takes you sometimes just stepping back and you're like, you know what? Honestly, just as much as this thing doesn't feel abnormal, this thing is actually really abnormal. Sure, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's actually, if I have to be honest with myself, you're like, yeah. wait, but this thing is actually really abnormal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never mind the fact that I've always lived in this environment all my life. So some issues are like that where because it's just been the status quo mm-hmm. or you've, you know, you've locked it up. Mm-hmm. It can take longer for you to answer that question. That okay, wait, it's not my husband, it's not this person. They're not really the problem. Yeah. There's a deep issue. But then that sometimes takes revelation, to, you know, introspection, prayer, like mm-hmm. sometimes time, because you know, how do you dig up a fossil? 
Yeah, sure. Of course. Because some things are fossilized. Of course. You don't got to dig up a fossil by just scratching the surface, mm-hmm. right? You're going to reach yourself a fossil by scratching, and they keep scratching. Digging. They keep excavating. Yes, of course. And then sometimes it's when you, what, five feet deep mm-hmm. or a meter and a half deep that you eventually reach the issues, the core issues. Correct. To say, man, I feel towards my husband. It's not really him. It's because my dad... Yeah, correct. Disappointed me. Dude, it's because I, just, I felt yeah. neglected. Yeah. You know, now you do something and honestly it's 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 sort of like it's jarring, but and it's pulling back to those issues that are fossilized, so it's not easy for me to immediately recognize yeah. that those are really the issues that are coming forth and challenging me. Mm-hmm. Um and the truth is that you might need a couple years of marriage and a few years of arguments to get to that layer of truth. Yep, and enough self awareness, right? Is, is the truth is is that people sometimes don't give enough time to their marriage, you know, before they can actually discover that. And the issue is that they never discover that, and they bring it to the next marriage and bring it to the next relationship. And of course, we well, I'll just say that statistically, the second marriage has less of a chance of surviving than the first marriage, mm-hmm. and the third marriage has a less of a chance of surviving than the second marriage and the first, and it and it continues. So the more you <laughs> The more you kind of take that on. And, and so I think a core issue is that reality. And so there's there's a history. And here's just a, another thought I want to take a little further. The history of the things that we need to excavate sometimes are independent from the person that you're in relationship with. Yep. And you realize that it has nothing to do with them. Yep. It has everything to do with my father. Mm-hmm. Everything to do with my mother and the way I perceive her and the way she perceives me. Right. But then there are things also that is historical based on the marriage. Mm-hmm. But I want to say this, that it's easy at this point to blame the person and say, the issue is that you never, you're narcissistic and mm-hmm. you never pay attention to me and you're selfish. Yeah, it's easy to blame that person, but there's still meaning about you, the way you perceive yourself in the pattern of that. Mm-hmm. There are fears that you carry in your heart because of the pattern that you see in your spouse. Mm-hmm. And the issue here isn't isn't to blame them and say, you need to change. The issue is to discover mm-hmm. what is it about you that's so afraid mm-hmm. of the dysfunction in them. Yeah, I'm afraid that I don't have a voice. I'm afraid that I, I will be forgotten mm-hmm. if this continues. I'm afraid that I'll be I'm, taken advantage. I'll be of. taken advantage mm-hmm. of. I'm going to always be perceived as the enemy, and I don't want to be and take on the identity of being an enemy. There are things inside that of 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 you know the reason why the fallout is happening that it can be dependent on the relationship, but it starts with you. Mm-hmm. It absolutely starts with you, and mm-hmm. you have to kind of see that. You have to own it, yeah, uh, because. This is what you're going to do. You have to do something with that. Mm-hmm. Moving forward in this conversation, this conflict, that's what you need to work with. As opposed to just blaming the person and try to beat them down and make and win. Mm-hmm. Right? You've got to work with that, that personal identity issue that you have a, a fear of, that, that, that you see, that whatever it is. You've got to bring that to the table and allow the relationship to carve that and to form it and to mature yourself in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I may say marriage, but obviously this extends to many kinds of relationships. Of course, of course. And is. I was even thinking literally even sometimes a boss and employee relationship yeah, right. where sometimes you exist in a space with a person for long enough to cause opportunities of uh, conflict and of uh, friction to arise. Mm-hmm. Or you've been friends with someone for many years. 
because you know these things you find that they attach themselves sometimes it's like the longer the relationship exists the more opportunity for me to scapegoat you for when you do certain things mm-hmm. that remind me really of myself right. and this is not to say that the other person is not at a fault yeah. right that, that's not to say that because yes for sure somebody you know sometimes you know i do something wrong you do something wrong it's not that but i think sometimes like you can measure the extent of one's response to the thing mm-hmm. and to say hmm does that really match up to maybe what the person has done or is there a level where this thing goes over and above the offense mm-hmm. right yeah uh, because i think to just sort of like leave it at oh well but you did this wrong um you know that would be sometimes be too simplistic and it would be perhaps in some cases we you know you're losing the opportunity of personal growth right mm-hmm. yeah. um you know some so it's like to see these things yes yeah, fine somebody is the one who started it but because they started it, it does not make it less relevant um you know as a point um uh, uh you know uh, that that allows you now to look in yourself because you know the thing because the thing that i imagine is that if you are mature right if you reach a certain level of maturity and of health and somebody does something to you like your response, I feel like can be very telling. Sure. You know, right. somebody does something, but if you're like healthy, you're like, oh, okay. You know, you're almost able to see things much more clearly. Mm-hmm. When somebody does something, uh, and I mean, like, you know, I'm sure maybe like, you know, whether you can recall personally of like moments where you're like, you know what, if I was not in a good space, if I had not grown, I can see how that could have gone off. But you're able to be like, oh, okay, wow. So I was at the store, I was trying to buy something. Somebody really just gave me a bad attitude. But you just have a clarity that, no, this has nothing to do with me. Yeah. That's really the issue. Sure. You know? So your response is able to just be like very mature, appropriate. You move on. Mm -hmm. But there's moments where, you know, you find that you can overshoot your response. But that's really just an indication of just the fact that, hey, there's an opportunity here. Sure. The, this, this, the, this, this, this conflict. Yeah. This you, you're way too rattled. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. no matter how big or how small, sometimes the uh, provocation. Yeah. Right. You find that mature people are able to, and I mean, I, the image that I have in my mind is like the image of Christ, where people would have said and done all kinds of things to him, yeah. but he had an ability to sort of respect, respond to the human being, just in a way that was you know, compassionate and, you know, I mean, of course there were moments where he gets upset, but like where there's a level where he's not really rattled. Yes. Like how some of us, you know, will get rattled when somebody does something to you. Yes. Where he's just like very even. And and the reason can be like this because he has a sense of clarity. Yeah. That, okay. Well, you know, I see your issues. Okay. Kind of like moving on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, most of us, we can't do that because... Yeah, there's a process of healing that needs to take place inside of us. Of course, you know. Of course, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, look, I think it's just so important that you know that attention is started. the The starting space is like, okay, where am I at? Mm-hmm. This this right here is making me upset. Mm-hmm. I'm very frustrated. I'm irritated. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Mm-hmm. Let me stop and really take um, stock. stock about what's going on mm-hmm. in me. Like, what what is this really about? Yeah. Why? Like, why? Why is it making yeah. you feel so rattled? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Mm-hmm. And why? And yeah. why? 
correct. You know, as a way to just help us get back past the person or further than the person and get back to ourselves. Yes. And get into like the deeper issues. Right. You know, that that may be, you know, being covered up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. Right, so that's the beginning part. So what's the middle part? Okay, middle part. Um, uh, so, so in the timeline, this is focused on um, the actual argument, like the conflict. We're in it. We're going for it. Right, it's happening. Um, and and so the the background of it, the context is is the thing that we should be focusing on uh, are the systems of our of our relationships, the process, the history of how we always knew relationships to be. So so here's the, the statement I made a little bit earlier. I said, um, for most of us, the only context of <coughs> conflict, like for real conflict, um, was our parents mm-hmm. and our siblings, right? I mean, you know, a lot of us had friends in between actually like getting in a relationship or being... Um, you know, or even again, like we're not just talking about marriages, but like boss, mm-hmm. you know, employee or friendships. And so the the issue is that we all come through the training, the school of training of how to battle in our families. Mm-hmm. And the issue is that we bring those same tactics, the same coping strategies that allowed you to survive yeah. your family. Yeah. And we try to bring it into the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. That's a problem because... What happens is that I am, I'm trying to fight you with, um, you know, um, a boxing, you know, and and so I, I I in my family we throw punches, we attack, we say boom, you better do this and that, and and so in the other family, the other person is coming at you with flowers, and in my family, what we did was passive aggressiveness, and we mm-hmm. we <laughs> we said, well, I hope you did the right, you know, you would just do that, and the issue is that that's still violent. So so there's a whole bunch of things where we bring to the battle, and we're we're trying to fight and. It's not working. We try to fight in the way that we've trained all our lives. Right. Correct. Correct. For, you know, because that's what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because when you see your family, because you spend so much time, you know, um, you know, I guess sort of like talking for, for the average case, traditional um, type of setup. Well, yeah, you would have spent so many years with your family. So that is what you practiced for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. You like it maybe if you're practicing the right thing, but most of us, you're just in a lot of ways we practice brokenness. Sure, sure. <laughs> right. and, and I'll say this: that I mean, I say this. I specifically have seen this a lot with men and in, in relationships. Is this is this um, frustration, this low threshold of acceptance for the way that their partners or you know their spouses argue? It's like, well, why can't they just be like me? Why can't they just see it the way I see it? I'm solution focused. You know, I just come up with, you know, I just, just do this, this, and this, and then it's fine. You know, or why we got to go back and emotional? And why do we got to... <laughs> and the issue here, the issue is here is that we're always bringing our own patterns of fighting, you know, to, to the conflict. But, but what you're missing, what you're missing is the opportunity to give your partner what they need, mm-hmm. right? To, to actually be able 
to be vulnerable, to be authentic and real, to create a new pattern, a new dance. And I think that's a, that's a good mm-hmm. image for it. Um, what conflict is a dance. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the issue here is we have to learn how to do this dance mm-hmm. so that there's mm-hmm. a give and take, dance, there's a yeah. movement, there's a rhythm. Mm-hmm. We that's understand good. because I know you, I know that we need to pause for a mm-hmm. second. Because I know you, I know I don't feel like it, but I know we need to just go after it and, and just kind of go after this thing. Oh, I like that. And also there's a level of challenging each other, right? Right. You know, with compassion, right. yeah, but challenging each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that takes, uh, you know, I'm just thinking that, yeah, it does take a, uh, an environment, you know, time to build trust, mm-hmm. um, you know, and time to uh, you learn the other person. Um you know, to, to eventually reach a space where I think you can do that kind of dance and it can be rhythmic and it can right. flow well yeah. versus we keep stepping on each other's toes. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. there's like a level of, you know, we may not be perfect, but I think I, the thing that I'm, I'm seeing in, in, in my in my mind is that, but if I set my heart to be compassionate while I learn your style of dancing, mm-hmm. right? Because like you and I would be married for eight years but I still feel like I'm still learning that, you know, like your style of, um, um, of let's say, being in conflict. Yes. And what helps you, you know, mm-hmm. when you're in that place. And also what helps me, you know. Because mm-hmm. when you're dancing, it's not just enough that you're aware of yourself only. It's very important that you're aware of the other person. Yes. And the thing is that a lot of us, like even as you're saying with men, that sometimes the being solution focus is really like an avoidance mechanism. Sure, So sometimes, and even like on the first point, the fact that, you know, things trigger, but then... You, you don't you think this is the reason because of why you're feeling a certain way but there's this aspect where you you fossilize some things and they have to go deep but because it's a process sometimes of finding the root of that thing right so between now and when you find it it will be helpful if the other per party is able to also be patient and to be compassionate because yeah. you are also trying to figure yourself out because mm-hmm. that's the pressure of sometimes being in a relationship, right? Where it's not that you like ill-intended sometimes, yeah. but it's right. just that you don't know yourself because yes. self-awareness matters when you're in a relationship. It does, absolutely. Because the other person doesn't know you. So the fact that you also don't know yourself doesn't help the situation. Yeah. So there's a need where, well, I'm becoming self-aware so that I can communicate back to you to say, mm, you know, baby, when you do that, this is actually really the reason I don't like that. Yeah. But it, because it take, can take time to find the real reason why you don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that dance can just, you know, it can be a very delicate thing. Yes. But this is where the process of like maturing and just like the boldness and the bravery yes. to enter this place with compassion. Just yeah. that That's where it matters. Because it unfortunately, matters. we're not talking about... A lot of us, you know, we're just not there. You know, it's still, we still walk into us that place. Mm. But I think the other question is that, but then how do we make sure that while we are becoming better and becoming healed, we don't destroy each other along that path? Sure, of course, of course. Right? Yes, yes. I love that. And I, I feel like you've actually, in your words here, have highlighted the fundamental things that need to be achieved during this phase of an argument. You, you said words like bravery, um, compassion, like mm-hmm. boldness. There's this, there's this aspect of showing up despite your fear, mm-hmm. showing up despite your pain. I know this is uncomfortable. 
I know this is frustrating. I know this is hard. And I don't want to feel this way or be in this space. But I'm going to hold this space. I'm going to hold it until you and I continue to inch towards the next phase of maturity, mm-hmm. the next the next space of insight, of mm-hmm. sight of each other, of sight of our process, of our of our journey, right? If I if we can just inch towards that a little closer, it will be worth the uncomfortability of the space that I have to exist in for mm-hmm. this conversation, for this day, for this week. Yeah. Comma, for comma, go on. Right. Ends, yeah. <laughs> but but it's necessary. And and I feel like that's a part of what it takes boldness and compassion mm-hmm. to hold space so that we can, I give you the room to discover yourself and discover the real need you have. Yeah. And I, I can create the real room I need mm-hmm. to do the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think the thing that needs to be achieved here is um, I think I need to, when, when, when we're in conflict, I need to understand my pain, this whole self-awareness thing. Mm-hmm. I need to be aware of like the core issue. What is, what's that Achilles heel? What's that point of weakness that exists inside of me right now mm-hmm. that this conflict is highlighting? Yeah. Um, if I can see that, which is important, but because we have a covenant relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and again, guys, I mean, obviously this, this is where you have to qualify this by the level of commitment, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, how much oh, yeah. you give, people's space to see you right but because we have a covenant relationship i want you to know my pain too Mm -hmm. i want you to 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 also discover what i'm discovering about myself Mm -hmm. because we're because we're married because we're in this for a hundred years you know until Mm -hmm. we die so so there's a thing where i give you permission to see that and and i need to see that and then i need to see your pain Mm -hmm. right as as ugly as it is as hard as it is to see i need to see it and understand it um, it, you know, it was, um, a good friend of ours, the, uh, a friend who actually, uh, set us up, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Robert Nutelli, mm-hmm. uh, in South Africa. One of the things that he, he mentioned, uh, to me, uh, beginning stage of our marriage, um, was the issue that when you think about Moses, majority of his leadership was about sight. He... Mm-hmm didn't do much in ter- in terms of trying to change people or change things. Mm-hmm. His role and his position, his responsibility was paying attention to a cloud of fire and then in a cloud of, in a pillar of, of, um, cloud of cloud. Wait, it's, uh, wait, the pillar, wait, a pillar of fire. There it is. Pillar, pillar of fire. In the cloud. Yeah, and and essentially to know when it moves, we all have to move. And mm-hmm. the issue is that I'm, I may be aware of who you are and what you're going through, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I touch it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm the one that fix it, mm-hmm. right? That that I need to um, come up with a plan, a tr- mm-hmm. you know, a treatment plan and a task list of how mm-hmm. we're going to solve this issue. The issue of sight, I have my majority of my responsibility in this relationship is to see you. Mm-hmm. And if I can see you, that takes us where we need to go. It yeah. it, it allows mm-hmm. me to direct the journey of our hundred years in a direction that allows you to end this thing even more perfect than you began. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, oh, this week, we're going to get rid of this. This week, mm-hmm. you're never going to do this thing again. And we're mm-hmm. never going to have this problem again. Right. Yeah. Now yeah. we're in this for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so huh. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. 
So awareness of self and awareness of, self. Awareness of the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. the third part again all right so third part um <clears throat> i think uh this is uh this is the end of the of the conflict things are resolved we're we're calm we we're hope. level-headed <laughs> 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 and we're ready to pick we up hope. the pieces and kind of move forward in life and i think there's a couple there's a couple important things to do at this stage to really help things cement um i think well too many of us, especially in coveted relationships like marriages and like committed relationships, too many of us expect our partners to read our mind. That's a real problem. That's true. That's a real yeah, problem because it's true. like, oh, you should know. You should know what yeah, I need. You should know how to yeah, never hurt true. me again and never do this. Yeah, man, that's true. Actually, not even just in like, um, let's say, you know, as you say, covenant relationships, you know. No, I think it's just it's like all. a general thing with relationships. Sure, sure, sure. You're right. Humans are Right, because crazy, I'm man. just like, I just, I'm thinking of myself in like other contexts of relationships mm-hmm. where there's a sense of assumption that surely, you know, as a reasonable human being, um, like if I were you in your shoes responding to me, this is how I would do it. Mm-hmm. So you know that assumption, like that, that thing is 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 a thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it leads to it leads nowhere, and yeah. you end up that with the same fight, with the same issue mm-hmm. in two weeks because that person supposed to read your mind. Yeah, and I think it's so important at the yeah. end of these conflicts to mm-hmm. really just state what you need for real. Yeah, state what you, I need: hugs. Mm-hmm. You know, I need time together, or um. You know, this is where my pain point is, and I don't know what to do with yeah. it, but I just need you to hear me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I just need you to pray for me or yeah. whatever that might be. To acknowledge, but yeah. I think is because here's the thing. This is what it allows. It allows the other person to actually re- to, to, to take on what you're saying and respond with conviction, mm-hmm. right? It gives them the opportunity to take that in and integrate it in their belief systems mm-hmm. and say, hey... This is something that I value too. I now value quality time spent. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know she needs that. I never needed it before in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been good on my own, but because you need it, I now value that. And I'm going to make and 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 again, a a person that's mature is going to say, "Well, how else in my life do I bring up this issue of spending what other quality people in my life that I need to spend time with so that mm-hmm. it becomes more of a part of who I am?" Mm-hmm. The other thing that this allows with you just telling people what you need um, is that it helps you clarify what you really need. Yeah. Because you'll say it once and then you'll realize that that wasn't actually enough. That wasn't mm-hmm. it. I asked for time, but that's that wasn't the, that didn't fill it for me. Mm-hmm. Now I can ask again and say, you know what? Let me get more precise. It's actually not time. I it's it's what we do during that time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what's said during that time. It's mm-hmm. not just time, but it's it's my mindset of our togetherness that mm-hmm. exists outside of space and time and you know, so it's there's there's depth to this thing mm-hmm. and you can only discover that as you take steps towards meeting it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um uh so so we have to give each other 
access and permission, mm-hmm. you know, to fulfill our needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to give me, you have to give me permission. And, I, and I'll say this, like, um, as, as your husband, I have a right to learn the nuance of who you are today mm-hmm. and the journey of how you grow and change. Like that's, yeah. that's something that I have a right to know, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, this week, your favorite color is green. Great. Mm-hmm. I want to know, you know, what you're listening to and what you enjoy and just all that information. Those are things that I have a right to know about you. And those are things that you have a right to know about me. Mm-hmm. And I want to teach you how to make my coffee and how I like it. I want to mm-hmm. I want to show you how I like just the details of our relationship. And, and that's something that we can share. And I'm, so how you arrive at that is twofold, right? So that the the um the the example you were using before of sight and Moses, you know, observing because that's the thing, right? When you are looking at yourself, it's a very different kind of image you see versus when somebody else is observing you from a distance. Mm-hmm. And both yeah. those vintage points allow for information mm-hmm. about the self to be known. Yeah. Right. It's a different thing oh, yeah. when I'm looking at myself versus, let's say, when I'm looking at myself in a video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you true. know, you are seeing me as I would see myself. Somebody has tried a video of myself and I get to see myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't realize that I walked like that. Right. True. You know, I mean, I could look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, oh, okay, look, I walk like that. But somebody now takes a 360. I'm like, oh, wait, you know, I walk like that. Oh, you know, I lean this way. Yeah. It's a different vantage point. Truth. So I think this is where the power relationship comes in. Yeah. Right. And it's a it's a joint journey. So yes. So when I discover myself, I share the information back for my own self to reiterate it. Yeah. Because when I do, there is something powerful about that, you know, that self-awareness and like the healing process that comes in realizing that, oh man, I always saw that this was a thing that annoyed me, but I realized that no, this happened to me when I was young, whatever the case you know, healing. Um, And then you, on the other hand, are able to also give me some input that, hey, babe, I realized this about you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, oh, you know what? I never, I never saw that, but you've seen it. So it's like, you know, so it's a, it's a joint process where we feed information, you know, that for, 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 for for the person and then for the other party in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And instead of that, we create a much more powerful, and yeah. fast-tracked process of healing and health. Yes. You know, whereas we grow along, is these control fires now that graze away. Um, mm-hmm. Any shrub that if we don't attend to over time, eventually there's a flick of a match, and now the entire forest just goes into fire. Yeah, that's good. You know? It's very good. Yeah. So, um, you know what? Just just one more thought. I mean, with that, and, and so none of these things are possible without time you know yeah uh yeah you just mm-hmm. you really we yes. all need to hold on yes. to a belief a conviction that says like we're in this forever you know to to the end of time we're in this and mm-hmm. um yeah i i often like just i bring you to the side i'm like dude can't you i can't wait till you're old and i'm old and you got gray hair you know, and you're just, just fit. You can still deadlift as much as deadlift today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have uh, to. Yeah, it's just like, hey, let's just dream about being old. And because we're going to know each other. We're going to mm-hmm. like, 
enjoy each other and love each other at a depth that we can't even understand mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Um, but what we need, and the reason why we go through that is because I need to temper my expectation of today's battle, mm. understanding that we're in this for, yeah. for very long. Yeah. You know? And it's not a thing that says I need to slag, but I think it's a thing that's the grace. For me, the time is the place where grace exists. Yeah. Because if somebody has something fossilized and it's 10 feet deep, mm-hmm. you know, of course, miracles can happen. We're boof. Yeah, you know, God sure. cracks the earth open. Right. And all of a sudden we gaze into the hole and we're like, oh, look at that. There's a dinosaur. But that's not going to happen for most yeah. of us. Yeah. <laughs> so guess what? Grace and compassion. That's what time was to represent. Mm, definitely. And definitely. it's just the commitment of, okay, you know, this is, it's not fun. It's not easy. But just being committed to finding, because it's also a process of delivery. So there are going to be some conflicts that we arrive in that just end badly. Mm-hmm. Right? Definitely. But the thing that's in my mind, it, it's in, and it's becoming even clearer now as I'm raising kids, is a sense of practice. Mm. You yeah. don't you don't arrive at being great at dealing with conflict unless you practice. True. So you have got so part of the embracing conflict is literally doing that. Is that you are allowing yourself and you're giving yourself a, ch- a chance to grow by practicing. Mm-hmm. The man, that conflict ended badly. Yeah. Everybody was sleeping on the opposite ends of the bed. <laughs> Nobody was happy. Mm-hmm. But it's at least committing that, okay, so next time, fine. It didn't end it badly. And then you perhaps it and your review's like, oh, okay, that wasn't good. What can we do right? Da-da-da. And then next time it happens and you just keep practicing. Mm-hmm. And eventually, though, you know, like as we have sight of where we are trying to get to, and we have sight and a realization that, oh, okay, so these are not moments to ignore. Yeah. That in itself can just become such a powerful thing that changes the landscape mm-hmm. of what happens now when we do find ourselves disagreeing. Yeah. You know, and then you start seeing over time the improvement, you know, the self-awareness, oh, yeah. the other awareness, like, oh, okay, so yeah. he doesn't want me to just say it. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants me to preface it by, oh, babe, you're great. And then... You need to fix that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, so you start to realize some of these nuances. Yes. But I think it's, we have to posture ourselves with opening ourselves up mm-hmm. to not avoiding the thing. Because yeah. if you avoid it, it's like there's a road before you, but you're choosing to just stand at the end of it. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If you walk two miles in, there's a nugget there that helps you. You're like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize this. Yeah. And then you keep walking, there's more nuggets that come. And then all of a sudden, you realize that, you know what? It's not perfect, but I am becoming better at handling myself and at handling the other person. Yes. And honoring them and honoring myself when now we have battles. Yeah. You know, so that's something that's really become very clear now as I watch my own kids. And I'm realizing that it's okay. You know, let everybody battle because it's very important because we have to practice how to do this thing. And I think a lot of us, in fact, I think our parents haven't even get, didn't even give us permission to battle. Cuz mm, I'm like watching true. the kids and I'm watching how their grandparents interact with them. And there's this insistent and persistent um um almost it's very automatic to want to stop the pain, to want to stop the conflict. Mm. And I realized that, no, that's that, that's like a terrible thing to do cuz mm. what we are doing is that it's like, well, as a human being, you need to breathe or you eventually need to go poo-poo. Yeah. So what's like the point of like pretending that you're not going to need to go poo-poo? Sure. 
right? You know, I need to go poo poo. So let let me tell you what you need to do when eventually, you know, nature calls. So for me, conflict is that. Yeah. Guess what? As long as you live with other people, it's coming. Yeah. So instead of us like always saying, oh, don't fight, da da da. It's that okay? Well, maybe let's sit back, let them do what they go, they they do, and then I come back around. It's like, hey, you know the way you treated your brother? Hmm. You know that wasn't that great. Maybe next time when that happens, vocalize to them what you do or you don't like. Yes. Right. right. Um. Give them an opportunity to also hear from them. Yeah. So for me, but I but I look at myself. I'm like, yeah, most of us were never taught how to yeah. fight. Correct. So right now you're an adult and you're having to deal with adult size issues. Yes. But your capacity for fighting is of a three-year-old. Wow. Hand, hands raised. You know yeah. what I mean? Sure, sure. Right. So that's the thing I'm realizing. That's the problem that we deal with. They teach us other things, but they don't teach us some of the most valuable skills. Mm right of interacting with each other mm-hmm. and that skill is how do we handle <coughs> conflict right yeah right so now as adults we are having to learn something that maybe if we were in a better position we would have been taught and would have been practicing yeah from when we were three and five years old oh that's good right right well th- okay <laughs> well there she goes there it is um that's so good it highlights the importance of these mm-hmm. conversations we're having. Yeah. You know? Um, all right. Yeah, okay. Wow. All right. Oh, there it is. Uh, thanks, guys, for... <laughs> Once again, joining us on today's podcast. And you know what? I'm actually excited even more about our next podcast, which we'll be focusing on how to remove the noise of other people's opinion from your relationship. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Nsibble was talking about that. That's such such an important thing that we have the clarity and the space to explore that for ourselves and for our relationship. So mm-hmm. we're looking forward to that. Thank you so much for being a part of this with us, yeah. guys, and look forward to more conversations later. All right. <laughs>